Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, this was the most human space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Their ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life forms and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Welcome to the Media Outsiders, a look at media from the outsider's point of view. If you want to be on the show, call 724-898-2110. Now here's your host, Logan. Well, it's Sunday night, so that means it's time for the show that's heard coast to coast, nation to nation, Entertainment Unleashed, and that's the Media Outsiders. I'm your host, Logan, and I welcome you to a heartfelt very special episode of the media outsiders tonight if you'd like to call in the number is 724-898-2110 and that's for our streamers out there you can also join us in our chat room by logging in for free at www.tinyurl.com forward slash media outsiders if you're listening via one of the streaming widgets or badges online, you can find all of our past episodes at MediaOutsiders.com. Still needs to be updated, and I'm going to be working on that this week, actually. I do promise that. But you will find years' worth of past episodes there. You will find video tutorials, video game previews, celebrity interviews, a bunch of stuff there, all available at MediaOutsiders.com. Well, now's the time that we call, where we call our 10-second spotlight. Here's where we introduce those that are on the phone here with us. And uh, it's not often that we have someone of this gender here. So we're going to start with ladies first and welcome Mandy. Your list is Manda West, not Mandy, huh? Right. What do you want to go by? Do you want to go by Manda or Mandy? It doesn't really matter. You know me best as Mandy, so that's fine. (laughs) Yep. But Mandy is here, and it's been a long time since she's been on the show, so welcome back. Thank you. Now, we have a question we ask everyone here, and in our 10-second spotlight, we ask the people, normally we'd ask them how their week's going, stuff like that, but most importantly, what you're drinking. Everyone drinks something while they're doing a show. Do you have anything fun you're drinking? I'm drinking tea. Okay. special. And, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I do have Diet Coke in the ever-present cup. So, next up, we have Rick Wall. Hello, Rick. Hello, hello. And how are you this week? All right, all right. Uh, It's snowing again tonight, but this time I have oil and heat, so I'm fine. 
All right, excellent. Well, Mandy and I here in Arkansas are maybe getting more snow this coming, or at least from freezing rain this coming Wednesday. So we're not looking forward to that, or I'm not. So I'm not either. I have to work. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I'm up. I'm up on a, on a mountain that has a very sharp. To get down into the city, it's a very sharp corner. So. And I'm drinking coke, by the way. You're doing coke, huh? Drinking, drinking. <laughs> okay. Well, the next person I'm going to introduce has a is someone that's been coming frequently, and they have a new title for this tonight, and that is the name is Ed. We would like to welcome Ed to the show, and I talked with Ed last week, and he is going to be taking over the the squid chair. And he is going to be helping me out running the show. So, welcome, Ed. Hello. How's it going? Going good. Going good. So, anything fun for you this week? And most importantly, what are you drinking? Well, you know, tonight I, I have nothing nothing more interesting than a bottle of water. And, uh, and that's it. Just one bottle of Aquafina water. That's it. I wish it was more exciting than that, but that's all I've got. As for this week, uh, well, let's see. Um, I've been watching a, a lot of TV. That, that's that's about that's about my week. It sums it up. And yeah, I'm pretty excited to uh, to be uh, here and working with you on the show. And uh, I don't know if I can fill Squid Seat, but I'll try to keep it warm for a while if you'd like. Well, I mean, make sure <laughs> make sure you wipe the slime off when you're doing that. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it does. Stain, yeah, exactly. I got some stain the pants. Yeah, I got some sanitizing wipes here. I'm cleaning it down right now. Okay. Well, last person on the call is the one we play our weekly game with, and where's Kindar? Hello, Kindar. Hi. Good evening, everyone. From St. Nicholas, Quebec, where it's actually not too bad, considering I'm in Quebec. It's only a few degrees below freezing point. I want to start by saying thank you to Ed for taking over the chair. I was starting to get afraid that uh, Logan was going to shove me in it. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep you safe for now, then. You're all right. You can, uh, you can you yeah, escape, you escape that. Yep. Uh, my week has been uh, driving through snow almost every day of the week till places where I personally don't believe snow should have existed there. I, I drove all the way to Houston, Texas, which is where I was on Monday, and it was snowing down there. I am sorry. But snow has no business existing anywhere near Houston. I mean, I can, I can no. accept it up north around the the uh, I forty. That's north enough that I can accept that there's snow there. But no, Houston. I am sorry, Houston has no business getting snow. I was hoping to be able to warm myself up once I was there. No, it was still too damn cold. Yeah, that's just okay. not right. So, so let me ask you the question: Did you ask the logical? Did you make the logical statement? When this was happening, Kindar, did you say, Houston, we have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got to say, it never even occurred to me. Oh, you missed your opportunity there. <laughs> well, what are you drinking, Kindar? I am actually not drinking anything. Um, this is, I, I've had to drive all day, so I didn't have... I didn't get pick up my supplies, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. So I even actually even my dinner was a cinnamon bun instead of an actual dinner because that's all I have on hand. 
Mm, health food. All right. <laughs> well, we have one last person who squeaked in on the call, and I I have a strong idea I know who this is, and Mandy might know this one too. But we have a caller from Indiana. And Indiana, are you who I think you are? Yes, I am. Hello, Pam. Um, uh, hello. Or do you want to go by Indiana? We can call oh, you yeah, Indiana Jones. How's that? That works. <laughs> you know, well, actually, that would be that would be Indiana Pam. <laughs> I love your movies. We, we can do we can do that too, Indiana Pam. So, but I'm getting a lot of background noise from you there, Pam. Sorry about that. You got someone talking in the background, but I, I do want to welcome you back to the Media Outsiders as well. So, and normally I would introduce one last person onto the call here, but since our mystery voice likes to normally insult me and I don't feel that that would be appropriate for this show, we're going to bypass him tonight. So, let's get Next into Next week he's going to be lodging a complaint. Oh, I, I know he is. Yep, I know he is. But So, actually, maybe not. Because, I don't know if you know this, he he actually uh, moonlights for the TMO show. He, he's well known from Greg Gutfield's uh, Red Eye on Fox News. That's his main income. And here's some news for you for people that watch the news. I don't know if anyone beside me is a fan of Greg Gutfeld, but he actually left Red Eye this week, the show that he started. So he may have taken the mystery voice. Wait, did you say that? Did you say that was on Fox? Fox News. Yep. I'm sorry, but that's not news. I'm sorry, I'm lost. It's Fox. It's Fox. It's not news. I, I know nothing. I've just been trying to figure out what color the dress is this week, so I, I'm just too busy with that. <laughs> the the dress is, and that's that that's news for us now. That the dress is black and blue. We'll go with that. I give up on it, so I go with that. Well, that's what it's listed as. And, and that's actually that's, that's what the designer says. Yeah, that's what the designer. That's what I was going to say. So, but this week has been. Relatively slow in in regular news until Friday hit. And that's what we're going to spend most of our time talking about. Then after that, we will do the box office and a little bit of other news. But Friday, Friday morning, it was announced that Leonard Nimoy, world, known worldwide as Mr. Spock, the original Mr. Spock from Star Trek, passed away from COPD, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, I believe is what that's called, at the age of 83. And fans all over the world have been very heartbroken over that. There have been a lot of memorials for that. Comments from all the remaining Star Trek cast out there. And I actually have a two-minute clip that I'm going to play in just a few moments from William William Shatner, his co-host, Captain Kirk. So... What did you guys feel when when you heard the news about Leonard Nimoy? Doc. Heartbreak. Yeah, sadness. You know, I, and it's not that I think everybody knew he was he was ill because it'd been in the news, but I don't think I didn't expect to hear him. You know, of him dying. I, I thought uh, 
you know, the next thing we were going to hear, he was out of the hospital, he was doing well, and and then uh, that would that would be that. And, and you know, it's not that he was a young man, of course, <laughs> he had a very full life, and he was eighty three years old. But you know, it, it's he's like he's a figure that you've seen your entire life, and you you know suddenly he's gone, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's very sad, and and the fact that he acknowledged his his health issues. Um, were, were you know caused by you know his addiction in his younger life and yeah I mean he and he you stated know. he he smoked for for a number of years he stopped yeah. thirty years ago so he smoked for about forty years right but that's just the toll it did on his body after that so yeah yeah but no, I felt it felt like a family member you know it did. To me, to me, it did. You know that something I knew died. You know. Well, for all of for all of nerddom and geekdom, which most of the members of the media outsiders would fit into that category. I mean, he is probably one of the biggest science fiction heroes people have. When you think of Star yeah, Trek, definitely. who's the first person you think of? Spock. Yep. At least if you're a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you can think Kirk because, of course, I always went hand in hand. But I never, I hated Kirk. I mean, I, I like Star Trek Genesis for one reason: Kirk died twice, <laughs> and that made it for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's almost as good as uh, The Edge of Tomorrow, where Tom Cruise dies 136 times on screen. I mean, two, <laughs> two great movies just because of people dying. <laughs> but, I mean, Spock was, was always the hero. And for me growing up, I mean, I was very studious and stuff like that. And Spock was... And I, I was telling... Ed, this earlier today, Spock and the Lost in Space robot were my two heroes growing up. And a lot of people to this day call me Spock because, I mean, very serious most of the time. I mean, anyone that listens to the show always knows that Squid was the cut-up. I was always the serious one. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was very heartbreaking for his loss. Uh, anyone else have any comments they want to talk about, anything they want to remember from from Leonard Nimoy. And then we're going to go through and talk a little bit about some of the things he did, because everyone knows him as Spock, but he has done a whole lot more than that. I remember uh, the first time that I, I saw him in something other than Star Trek, and it was uh, years ago. Actually, you know, I've seen it recently, too. There was an episode of uh, of The Twilight Zone he was in. I don't remember the name of it. But I remember he played a, uh, he was a soldier in it. I, I saw that for the first time when I was probably about 15 years old. And I remember I remember being completely perplexed because I'd never seen Leonard Nimoy do anything other than Spock. A Quality and, uh, of Mercy was the episode. Quality Mercy. Ah, there we go. Okay, yep. And he yep. played and, and I, Okay. All right. You know more about it than I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I've got Wikipedia up right now. That's why. <laughs> ah, you're, you're cheating. <laughs> Cheating, cut that out. Anyway, so no, <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I remember seeing that and, and being, uh, you know, just just the fact that he was a very different person 
um, and that that he he was something other than Spock. And I remember being we kind of weirded out by it. And um, but then looking back at it later, you know, seeing that he's he's he he's a really talented actor. He really was. I mean, he wasn't just Spock. He had he had a range of of uh, acting skills that that went beyond that. And but he just kind of got pigeonholed as Spock, which you know he obviously was at peace with. You know, at the end of his life, he was he was very happy to be identified with Spock. Yeah. In- the, the first time I ever saw him was in an episode of uh, something called The Outer Limits. Yep. Oh, okay. And the episode was called I Robot. Yep. I, I remember I Robot myself. Uh, and, and he played a uh, lawyer defending a robot that accidentally killed the crea- his creator. Not accidentally, but killed him. He he actually did two episodes of The Outer Limits. Yeah, really? Yep. I don't remember the second one. Or uh, was that the second one? They they don't tell the titles. They're not telling the titles here in Wikipedia. But uh, the lawyer character, I believe, was Judson Elias. Right. Uh, and the other one was Koenig. So he might have been an alien-type creature or something like that, by the sounds of it. Okay. Maybe a Russian, I don't know. So. But his very first TV series is he had one episode on Dragnet. And for people that remember that show, then he was on actually... That was in 54, and then he was back on Dragnet again as a different character in 59. So, now, I don't know if this is right or not, but I'm looking at the, his his listings on Internet Movie Database, and it shows him being in the new and the old version of The Outer Limits. Can that be right? Yes. Okay. And he, well, played, both, and he played the same character both uh, times. Yeah, they sort of redid uh, iRobot, I believe. iRobot, yeah. In the okay. remake, yep. And, he play, and again, he played... Uh, all right. But so, well, there you go. I'm just going to go through some of the movies and some of the TV shows he was in. Uh, movies he was in Death Watch. I'm not going to list them all. Just some ones that people might might remember. Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 78. In 79, he was in some little movie called Star Trek The Motion Picture. Never heard of that, right? Never heard of it. <laughs> Uh, he directed Three Men and a Baby, The Good Mother, Funny About Love, Holy Matrimony in 94. Uh, he's done some TV films. He was in Land of did the Lost, the movie of 2009. Did, and most people don't know did, that. Did he not win the Oscar for directing Three Men and a Baby? Uh, let me take a look here. No, it doesn't because nope, doesn't list anything for uh, for awards. I made a statement, and I guess I was wrong. All right. And of course, he should have been. He directed Star Trek Three and Star Trek Four. Star Trek Four is considered one of the uh, one of the best of the Star Trek films. Never heard of either one of those either. <laughs> He helped write Star Trek. To live in a cave. 
I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know, we know. <laughs> Either that or he, since he said earlier he was doing coke, I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the memory's been erased. That's, that's it. It's the coke. Uh, he was in Transformers. He was Sentinel Prime. And, well, he was, too. And, of course, he came back and he was in the two most recent Star Trek films as Spock Prime. TV shows, Dragnet, Sea Hunt, Wagon, Wagon Train, Bonanza, he was in that. Gunsmoke, four different episodes, Twilight Zone, uh, Perry Mason, Combat, The Virginian, Man from Uncle, Get Smart, and then he was on 49 episodes of Mission Impossible, of course, he went, came back after Star Trek, and he did Star Trek the Animated Series for 22 episodes as Spock's voice. And here's one, I don't know if Mandy and Pam will, will know this. Have you ever seen of In Search Of? Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of people don't remember In Search Of, and that was a documentary series that he did where In Search Of Bigfoot, In Search Of... The Loch Ness Monster, aliens, UFOs, UFOs, yep. And he was the narrator for that. Uh, He appeared on Fringe. Yep, Fringe. Well, I was going to get to that. And uh, who said actually? Was that Mandy or Pam? I did. That was Mandy. (laughs) They actually were going to show one of the, I think it was the one on the Sasquatch. In one of my classes one time, and I'm like, dude, I've already seen that. It's not that great. But it does have Spock's voice in it. It was hilarious. Well, yes, because he he was a narrator, and that went on for six years, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was on two different episodes of The Simpsons. He was on two episodes of Futurama as himself. Eleven episodes of Fringe as Dr. William Bell. And for Star Trek fans, he came back in 1991 as Spock for a two-part episode of The Next Generation Unification. So, that's just a small touch of some of the things, because if, if I were to read through all of them, we'd be here all night. Other than Spock, what was your favorite thing that Leonard Nimoy did? Always singing. I loved his music. It was so good. Yep. A lot of people don't know he was a he was a singer. He wrote uh, the ballad of Bilbo Baggins, which I don't have here. Thank God. Yep. Yep. Thank God. I think I think it's you know let's remember him for his acting. I think I think it's what we want to do. Just a thought. Well, he was he was also a poet and a photographer. And for someone who was 83 years old, he was on Twitter quite a bit. Yeah, he was, too. In fact, Pretty busy on Twitter. He tweeted the Sunday before his death, and that was his last tweet. You see that one? Uh, it's, it's all over the internet, but I, I don't have it on hand right now, so. Oh, God, it was perfect. Um, see if I can pull it up. If you can pull it up. It kind of... It kind of made you one makes you wonder if maybe he knew that he was fixing to die. Yeah. 
Well, once you get COPD, I mean, you know that your time is short. And he announced that in 2014, I think it was, that he had it. So he... Yeah, he's on Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan talking about it last year. Yeah. So he... Yeah, some photos of him being pushed around on a wheelchair surface. And he addressed it. Which, yeah, it was... Um, his la- I got his last tweet here if you want me to read it. Go ahead. It said, a life is like a garden. Perfect moments can be had, but not preserved. Except in memory. LLAP. Live long and prosper. Yep. That's beautiful. That's great. I, you know. He always ended his, his posting with LLPD, live long and prosper. So. Yep. And, uh, and he did. He lived long and he lived prosper. But there is someone else to hear from, too. And, and that was someone who... And he even he touches on it here. He may not have been his best friend when they first started, but they became best friends later on. And two days before his death, so last this past Wednesday, William Shatner actually did an interview, and he talked about Leonard Nimoy. And here's what he has to say. Long and prosper. It's a wonderful phrase for the Vulcan to have, live long. And I, I would like to think that the prosper is not just make uh, some good money, but prosper in evolving yourself as a human being, uh, which is what I think Leonard was trying to do all his life. Nothing would be the same about Spock if Leonard Nimoy hadn't played him. That may be correct, Captain. The attempt to restrain the emotion to not show uh, what's behind the eyes, to suffer silently, but suffer, in Spock's case, to be in two worlds, to be torn. That, that uh, resonated in a lot of people. He had this two-finger thing, which I can't do. The Vulcan salute was something Glenn had made up on the spot, and I thought it was a, a wonderful creation. Leonard and I, uh, every so often, would make an appearance together, and uh, I think together we were stronger than apart. My great memory of Leonard was not only how strong he was, he was very powerful, he was a swimmer, was his laughter. We didn't give a decent answer. <laughs> Entwined in mine. When we got on stage together, he broke me up all the time so far back we may have not been in love from the very beginning certainly in respect but but as time went on and I saw the beauty of the man his morality his is fastening on to ideals that he he kept close to his heart I I learned to admire respect and love him Leonard wrote a book saying uh, the title of which was I am not Spock and I think what he meant by that is I'm I'm Spock but I'm so much more. I can't say it strongly enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and may each and every one of you live long and prosper. I find it funny how he touches on how they may not have loved each other at the beginning. Actually, William Shatner was quite jealous of the popularity of Spock. And that that's come out in a number of different autobiographies and everything, because once again, Who's the character that everyone loves? Spock. 
And also, in the early episodes, Spock had more lines than Kirk. Uh, yes, he did, because because he was a fan favorite. Uh, which, and I mean, for people that may not know this, there was actually uh, a pilot made out called The Cage, and it starred Christopher Hunter as Captain Pike, and Leonard Nimoy was Spock. And Spock was very emotional in that. It was before the the non-emotional Vulcan came around. CBS did not like the pilot. They thought it was too serious, and they ordered a second one where they brought Shatner in as Kirk. And they changed up Spock and everything, but Spock was the one character that they did keep the whole time. And at first, Leonard Nimoy did not like the character Spock. And he hated the ears. He thought the ears and the, the eyebrows looked stupid. And <laughs> Gene Roddenberry told him, here's the deal. If fans don't catch on to this, I will personally write a story where Spock gets an ear job and we will perform it on the air. <laughs> but after two, three episodes, I mean, the fans, the first episode, the fans loved Spock. They loved the ears and Nimoy was sold. So... I like that. I never heard that. I like that. Actually, CBS did not like the fact that they had a woman in charge. Yep. The second officer was a woman, and she was, like, basically Riker, uh, but a female version thereof. Yeah, and, I even called her number one. <laughs> yep. Well, that was her, uh, that was her uh, position name also, mm -hmm. number one. Uh, and, uh, they did not like Spock, but, uh, Roddenberry said either Spock stays or I take the show off. And CBS at the time had nothing to, uh, to replace it with, so they said, okay. Well, I mean, a little bit more about that story, too, because, yes, CBS did say they both had to go. And CBS went as far as, like, some of the promo pictures of actually airbrushing the points and the eyebrows off of Spock. And you can still find pictures online of him with round ears and normal eyebrows, him and Kirk. But CBS made made him fire number one, and they wanted to fire Spock. And Roddenberry said in an interview later on, what he did was he kept Spock, and he married number one. Number one was was uh, Majal Barrett, who went on to play Nurse Chapel, and later on went on to marry Gene Roddenberry. Oh, of course, that's you. I didn't. I did not know that's what that was her. That yeah, of course she voiced the computer yep. in TNG. She she was the voice of the computer in all the TNG error shows: Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, Voyager, uh, and she was also Loxwana Troy, Deanna Troy's mother, appearing in a number of yep, that Deep Space Nine and Next Generation episodes. So. She became the first lady of Star Trek, and that's because CBS wanted to fire her. But the other thing a lot of people, and I mean, Leonard Nimoy talked a lot about this, and apparently William Shatner never listened to Nimoy's interviews. Because he said that Spock made up the Vulcan salute on the spot. He actually tells the story of how that came about. And Leonard Nimoy was born to Orthodox Jews. And they would go to the temple all the time. And in the Jews, in the temples, I guess they would have to turn their back or cover their eyes 
in fear that the Shekai glory of God would come down. And the priest, the uh, rabbis would be sitting there chanting. And a uh, little, little nine-year-old Len- Leonard Nimoy had his back turned. But like, like some nine-year-old boys would do is he peeked. Because he heard all the chanting from the rabbis. And as he looked back to look at the rabbis, they were doing a double Vulcan salute. And that was a sign of blessing the congregation. So that's where he first saw that, and he brought it and made it into Spock's Vulcan salute. So and that's how that came about. Did you guys know that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I caught that uh, he talks about it in a special uh, uh, that they did, uh, a retrospective on Star Trek. Yeah, I found that out a few months ago watching a video on him. But I, I did know that. It is, it is interesting that it has an origin like that, though. I mean, I, I learned a little bit about that being going through seminary as a pastor. And, they, of course, you, we studied some about Jewish religion, too. So, But does anyone else have anything they want to talk about? Now, Mandy, are you are you crying yet? Or? I don't know. I started crying whenever you played the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you might cry when I have the final moment here in just a few moments. Does anyone else have anything they want to talk about, Leonard Nimoy? If not, we'll move on. No, we can move on as far as I'm concerned, but um, I'm all set. Anybody else? Go ahead. All right. Well, one last little comment here. Man, Mandy will cry for this. I might cry myself, but... I have been... Never shall be your friend. And for Leonard Nimoy, we shall always be your friend as well. So he he's passed away. We will miss him. And like I told earlier, Ed earlier today, it's a shame that uh, we really can't grow a Leonard Nimoy like Sheldon Cooper wants to do. But he would be well worth it. <laughs> well, time to. Uh, to pay our bills here so please listen to this little commercial if you're looking for the perfect gift for someone look no further than movementjewelry.etsy.com at movementjewelry.etsy.com every piece is handcrafted by Hex Van Isles one of the stars of Fox TV's reality show Utopia necklaces, rings, bracelets you'll find them all at movementjewelry.etsy.com and also, Hex donates all the net profits to a charity in need in the Detroit area. So at movementjewelry.etsy.com, you can help someone at the same time as getting a great gift. So that's movementjewelry.etsy.com. And help Hex help someone in need. All right, let's change topics, and I'm going to be able to put Ed to work because he's done some research today. So, Ed, are you up on the box office? I am up on the box office. I have it in front of me here. As always, <laughs> we, we do the box office, and we will start at number five. And, uh, well, no, we're going to start at number one. Does anyone have an idea, beside Ed and I, who have it up in front of us, what the number one movie of the week was? Not the Will Smith movie. <laughs> Will Smith as a movie? 
<laughs> That's a bad sign, isn't it? Manny, Pam, any idea? I'll probably get um, SpongeBob. Spon- I hope it's SpongeBob. It's probably Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, first of all, I want to say this. We actually have a producer here with us, and that is Rick Wall. And Rick Wall, as a producer, I, I would expect you to pay more attention to the box office because number one in the box office this week is Will Smith's movie, Focus, opening weekend. Actually, I read something that it said it was a bomb, but all right. Well, that's actually... I didn't know it existed. That, that is my movie review for this week, actually. Uh, opened at $19.1 million. It has a $50 million budget, so I'm sure they're probably going to make their money back with that. Number two, Kingsman, the Secret Service, is still doing well. Third week out, $11.7 million. $85.6 million domestic, $81 million budget. Number three, the one that I, I sort of shivered in fear when they mentioned the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. <laughs> $11.2 million, fourth week out, $140 million, $74 million budget. That means $140 million worth of crazy people went to see this movie. Never underestimate a kid's movie, as Squid says. Well, no. Because uh, can I, can I, you know, Squid's can wrong. I tell you? Especially a bad one. Can I, can, I, can I tell you, thank God my seven-year-old doesn't like SpongeBob. I, I really, I just, it's a blessing. It really is. I can't stand SpongeBob in any way, shape, or form. And I apologize to anybody out there who's a big fan. I, I just, I don't get. Most people don't know this. We could actually contact an ISP provider, mm-hmm. and we have, in some cases, had their entire service disconnected. Not just from talk to you, but <laughs> their internet connect, disconnected. Right, right. Well, did, it get said, to, did, did it get to that point with him? I don't know. He's just vanished. Okay. I mean, you would wonder why he would want to come back anyways, because Alexander Williams was just tearing him to... He wasn't nice to him. Squid Lord. Mm-hmm. And Mandy, you remember how Squid could be, but I mean, mm-hmm. he was tearing him apart nonstop. And he still came in like a like a whipped little puppy wanting his attention. So... Yeah, I'm it sure that's all it was. Embarrassing. He, 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 probably, it was just a way for him to, you know, talk to somebody, whether it would be good or bad contact. Well, the thing is, I mean, he wanted to host. And, I mean, I would give yeah. him hours and hours of advice to yep. promote your calls. And I said, first of all, don't just every single week start a new call. Pick one, stick with it. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't show up, do it again next week. Yeah. I mean, don't just give up after one week and do another one. So. Yeah, it seems that there are there are people who who start shows, and they won't do anything until somebody comes in the room. And I don't know. This kind of seems odd because I mean, it's going to be there's going to be a podcast later on people can download. Just run okay. it anyway. Yeah. You know. I mean, there was some, uh, the guy who brought me in to talk to you is a support rep, Dr. Robert White. Okay. Uh, he actually 
I don't know if you've heard, TalkShoe has a two-hour training program that teaches people how to use the system. I have, yeah. I haven't got uh, a, to, to going on one yet, but yeah, I've heard. And actually, Rob and I created that. We are the, the founders of that training. Okay. And that's why I asked Cool Guy if I could use that clip. I actually play that clip during the training that you guys just heard. As This is what not to do. Yeah. Um, but Rob went out, he was listening to one show one day, and he was listening to a show, and all he heard was someone typing at a keyboard. And he was sitting there listening to it, then he decided, I'm going to stick with this and just see where this goes, right? And for 30 minutes, he listened to someone type at a keyboard. And then someone called in, and they asked the host a question, and it was some personal growth question. And the host stopped typing and answered the question, and it went on for about five minutes, and the caller dropped off, and the person went back to typing. And Rob continued to listen. This went on for three hours. People would just <laughs> pop in and ask questions. And, I mean, they just sat there with an open show with those maybe 20 minutes worth of dialogue out of three hours. <laughs> wow. There was a guy There was a guy running a a, a show, I think about – Three weeks, maybe maybe a month ago, and all they were doing was rebroadcasting an unlisted show, playing it in the background and listening to it, and not saying a word, <laughs> and then and then commenting that they were they were drinking, uh, I don't know, scotch or whatever. And I thought this is the weirdest thing ever. No, huh. no com- complete waste of time. <laughs> It wasn't Colton Collective, was it? I don't remember now. Honestly, I just stumbled across it, and I was uh, I was fascinated that somebody would bother uh, doing that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Thanks all well, yeah. Colton Collective is actually, is actually a good show, and it's on hiatus right now. Yeah, no, I don't think it was that. It, it doesn't ring a bell. And, I mean, you might have. Were you on a couple of weeks ago when we had an Englishman call in, Dave? Uh, Dave AC, right? Yeah, he, he's. I've, I've, uh, I've talked to him on other shows in the past, but I, I, I know here. I know you're talking about, yeah. He, he, he's one of the hosts of the Colton Collective, so it wasn't that okay. call, was it? You would have heard. No, that. no, it wasn't. It was not. No, it was a, it was a call on. Uh, it was a, a female host, and it was, it was one of those those. He was the guy who was doing this show and not saying a word was, I don't know, I don't know what his deal was, but the the show he was rebroadcasting, it wasn't even rebroadcasting. He was playing on a speaker in the background, so you could hear it coming through his microphone. He was listening to some kind of one of those TI shows, one of those uh, targeted, <laughs> indiv- yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get that crowd, but anyway, so he was he was um, playing one of those shows in the background, and uh, it was an unlisted one and. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of, of playing it, but the targeted individuals, first of yeah. all. Um, and Mandy, do you know what a TI is? Mm-mm. Targeted individuals, okay, and they are the tinfoil wearing people that believe that the government is shooting microwaves at them and yeah. black helicopters and all that. <laughs> ah, kind of like a conspiracy theorist. No, that, that's exactly only weirder. They believe that all the conspiracies are targeting them. Crazy. And half of talk shoe shows are TIs. 
And yep. we had one, we had an old lady, she called into the media outsiders about three years ago. And Squid and I were doing a call. And it was an open mic, and it was a senior citizen. And she thought she misdialed, entered the wrong call ID. And she thought she was calling one of her TI shows. No, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And, and, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> it, it, it did. It did. Uh, I, I, I mean, we had some sound effects that we were using at the time, and Squid would be saying, Squid would be saying, I need to turn up my microwave admitter here. <laughs> the, lady, the lady starts. Oh, oh no! The lady starts screaming, "Don't shoot me! Don't shoot me!" And I mean, Squid and I, we just went on for twenty minutes with her, just going back and forth about it. And it's kind of like Squid, you got the helicopter ready? <laughs> She was believing every second of it. I mean, she, she's kind of like, I got to see where you're at. And it's kind of like, Squid's kind of like, is it dark outside? Yes. It's a black helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I, mean. I like it. Well, that's why you love Squid. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves Squid Lord. So I thought for sure he would call in tonight and probably talk Vulcan, but. I mean, literally, he would probably try speaking in the Vulcan language. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, boy. well, I'm going to close out. So, Mandy, yeah, thank you for popping in. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. We need to drag you back. Because I, I like having a female perspective, especially a, a geek like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm as much of a geek as you. I try. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think you're you're more geekier than I am because I mean, I'm not always posting pictures of Spock just throughout my daily life like you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's just so relevant. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is, and so I mean, now I'm still, and we're still trying to get more utopians on the show. I'll say that. Still trying to get. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Fox had a TV show, reality show, on this past fall called Utopia. Do you remember that? I may have heard of that. Imagine Big Brother. You've seen Big Brother. Everyone has, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same concept. They took 15 people. They moved them into a five-acre farm in California. It had a lake. It had a barn. It had a couple of pregnant cows, chickens. And they told them, you're going to live here for a year. And they were to start their own society, their own utopia, with 131 oh. cameras watching them. So, I mean, you could watch it nonstop, 24-7. Uh, but Fox didn't know how to do a show, and it got canceled after 66 days. Well, I've become friends with most of the utopians. We've interviewed three of them. So, including the gay drag queen that we talked about earlier today. <laughs> and, uh, well, he was on last week. And, I mean, Ed, you, you, James was a very logical, nice guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was a good guy. I mean, I talk with James every day. So, he knows I'll never be gay, just like I know he'll never be straight. So, 
Um, but he's been on the show twi- three times now, actually. So, but we're still trying to get more. There's there's one in particular that I want on, Dedeker. And if we get her on, I'm sure we'll get a big audience because she'll talk sex. <laughs> well, she she is. I'm a sure Swit will probably be on. Oh yeah, well yeah. Have you ever heard the term polyamorous? <laughs> yep. Yep. You've heard of polygamy, which is multiple marriages, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like a lot of Mormons used to do that years ago. A man would have four or five wives. It's outlawed now, but polyamorous is a person who has multiple boyfriend girlfriends in an open relationship. They're not hiding it. They all know about each other. And one of the cast members had three three relationships on at one time. And she does counseling about that. So teaching people about polyamorous. So I know if I get her on the show that besides talking about utopia, that I'm going to have to let her talk about the polyamorous part. But she was my my second favorite cast member, so if I want to get her on, I'd have to have to let both things happen, right? No, I may have just lost my audio because Ed just go ahead and say something, Ed. Yep, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm multitasking. I'm here. I'm multi. I'm multitasking is what it is. Sorry. No problem. Well, we're going to close out here. Oh, and barman, which is. Uh, that's Ken. Ken, I'm literally just ready to press the end button right now. So, sorry you you came in too late, but tune in tomorrow or most likely sometime tomorrow for the episode. I'll have it uploaded then. But Ken, I I heard you've been sick, so I hope you're feeling better. We'll wait to see if he types anything in here quickly. One of our our favorite Coltum Collective members here. Hey, Logan, I got to I got to I got to run, Logan. Sorry about that. All right. I, I got to head out. Well, I'm I'm closing out. So everyone, have a great night, and we will see you next week. All right, take care. Bye, everybody. Ray. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Is Hank Henshaw and hmm. uh, Siler Lee? who a lot of people know Siler Lee from, if they're fans of Grey's Anatomy, she played Lexi Gray. Uh, she's been cast as Alex Danvers in the film, in the series. So I like her. I like Melissa Benast. Uh, I like David Harwood, but I'm not a big fan whenever they take a established character and they change the gender to him. And that's what they're doing in this yeah. case. They're also doing the same thing with with Jimmy Olsen. So, uh, wait a minute, wait, wait, back up. Say that again. You said they're they're changing the the gender of Jimmy Olsen. Yep, they announced uh, about four. Well, I think it was a couple of months back actually. They announced it at the time they announced Melissa for Supergirl that Mockhead Brooks. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. I'll put it in the chat room here was being cast as Jimmy Olsen, and he is a uh, African-American actor. 
and he is the female lead for the series, actually. Or, I'm sorry, the male lead of the series. There we go. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, so they're changing the ethnicity, then, you're saying? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were... <laughs> for a minute there, I thought you said they changed... I thought you changed... So they changed the ethnicity and the gender. I'm thinking, wow. Anybody ask Jimmy if he's okay with this? <laughs> you, you know, I, I didn't... That just went right by me. I, I didn't notice that, but you, you know... That's okay. Well, they did do that in the Man of Steel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, because the, the intern, the female intern, was supposed to be a Jimmy Olsen character. I yeah. have no idea because I avoided that like the plague. I wish I wish I had. I was I I really hated that movie. But anyway, <laughs> it was it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was no, it wasn't it, it wasn't it wasn't no, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't a Superman movie. I mean, it didn't feel like it to me. It felt no, it was Man of Steel. It, I know it was just so stinky, so stinking dark. I just you know I, I don't know. Uh, when you go away from a movie thinking you you really need to pop a pill of some kind to get yourself back up again, something went wrong. I don't know. It just it just was. Uh, well, I want I you know I I'm 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 one of those rare ones who loved Superman Returns. You know I I loved the feel of that, and I guess that's why I felt so kicked in the gut after that movie. Well, the big kick I had from that from Man of Steel. And I mean, every fan who saw the movie said the same thing. And I'm, when I mention this, I'm sure all of you guys, if you've seen the movie, you're probably going to agree that it was a disappointment that they did not have the Superman fanfare. The John yeah. Williams Superman theme. It's not a Superman yeah. film. Without as, you, as, as usual, think, I'm going to disagree. Well, that's why I mute you so often, Kendar. <laughs> Bring it on! <laughs> and, and, and why do you why do you disagree, Kendar? I I did not miss the fanfare. I mean, I did not need it. Um, I said what I think of the Christopher Reeve movies often enough that I'm not going to bother repeating it here. Uh, but the, the fanfare belongs to that era. We've moved on, and I have no problem with the fanfare not following. Okay. And, I mean, you, you said that when I did the review when the movie came out, too, and I I didn't mute you at the time, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the only thing I can say is that if they put that in, in you know, The Man of Steel, it, it wouldn't have matched the mood. You know, I mean... It, that song, you know, brings you back to the original series, and I ain't other than four because four can just burn in Haiti somewhere. But one, two, and three anyway. Um, it, it, you know, and Man of Steel is just a different. Uh, I, I, it's just a different kind of movie, you know. I, I've you know, I saw a YouTube video, a fan-made video, where they took his first flying scene, mm-hmm. and they actually recast it to the the movie to the Superman theme. Mm-hmm. And that worked good, him doing the flying through over the ocean and through the plains and all that. To the Superman theme, that looked good. But the other thing is, I mean, let's look at it. all the big Superman films. Superman, I mean, they all had a major rescue type scene, and this and Man of Steel really didn't. Sure, they had the oil rig scene in the beginning, but he wasn't Superman. 
But I mean, nothing. Yeah, like, true. Nothing like the helicopter falling off the Daily Planet or him taking the elevator from the Eiffel Tower out in outer space or Man of Return, uh, Superman Returns, catching the airplane. No big movements with the big premiere of Superman. I mean, here in Man of Steel, what do we get? Him walking out of the spaceship and flying. And it really just, it didn't do much. The fine fitting plastic suit. Well, I'm not too, the suit didn't bother me that much. So. <laughs> nah, I didn't mind it that much either. I'm just, I'm just goofing. Now that they have, they have lightened it up for the new movie coming out. So, so they've changed it slightly. But I don't think we talk about the Justice League light movie. Yes, yes, man or Batman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman. Not sure what it's called, but Justice League. Justice League light, as I call it. Justice League light. (laughs) But we didn't we didn't talk about this last week. I don't think. But let's let's actually talk about that movie for a moment because last week. They did something which they weren't planning on doing. And I'm sure everyone on Facebook has seen this. And uh, Pam, Mandy, are you superhero movie fans? Depends. I'm a huge Marvel fan, but DC Comics is a little less my forte. (laughs) But did you see the picture that they revealed last week of Aquaman? Uh-huh. I, what is what's the panel's thoughts on that picture and how Jason Momoa looks? I have you have to see this, so I'm going to take a look at this right go, now. Yeah, go look at it. Go look at it. I like it. No, I mean, so for, first of all, I'm going to go ladies first, and Mandy or Pam, do either of you have an opinion? I'm sure you both have seen it. It's um, not what I would have been expecting. Not what you now. Not what you would have been. What were you <laughs> expecting? Actually, were you expecting? Well, I really wasn't expecting anything because I don't keep up with with anything DC Comics. But I wouldn't have expected. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I'm looking at it now, and I guess gotta say, he looks like he escaped from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, it oh, like that makes sense. That actually, that makes sense. That makes sense that he looked that way. <laughs> he ran straight off the set with an outfit that makes him look like he would sink in the ocean if he walked uh, two steps. What is that? I'm sorry. Um, huh? Well, a lot of a lot of the tattoos are actually his tattoos. The the diamond pattern on the shoulder and everything. And on his own. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking. Of, I, I mean, I'm looking at the right picture. I mean, it, 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 he's got a kilt and a knife, and uh, he's got a, a almost chainmail up his arm. Is it the right one? Yep. And he's okay. Dark haired instead of uh, blonde. Yeah. Which doesn't bother it's me. It's just not Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, there's, there's not enough scale. This, this is the movie. This is the first time I ever saw Aquaman with a five o'clock shadow. Uh, well, you know, Ben Affleck is Batman, so anything after that is just, huh? Eh? <laughs> what were they thinking? 
with him. Really? I what don't were they know. Thinking? They were thinking that Aquaman needs to be badass for once. Oh, no, 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 not, not Aquaman. No, Batman. no, no, Batman. Batman. Oh, oh yeah, Batman. Batman. I don't know. I, I have, I have absolutely no opinion on Batman. <laughs> How do you go from Christian Bale to Ben Affleck? Yeah, I mean, well, because Christian Bale wasn't going to do it. You're better off with the duck. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's no replying to that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I, the the picture of Jason. I love I love Jason Momoa. I loved him in Stargate Universe or uh, Stargate Atlantis as Ronan. He was one of my favorite characters. I liked him in Game of Thrones. Always, if you're ever nearby, make sure you don't have a melted pot of gold with you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not not too disappointed with the costume. They said they were going to make him part Hawaiian, part Atlantean. And, I mean, that's what he looks. So, they have to go with his... Well, Jason is part uh, Hawaiian and part... um, Yeah. Well, he's not part Atlantean, but... (laughs) No, well, I was going to say, but that's not a real thing. <laughs> Unless you're talking to Lanty in Georgia. <laughs> oh, no, the look on his face in the poster makes me think he's Wolverine from the makeup. He's got a Hugh Jackman say, thing going on. I was going to say Squid Lord. <laughs> Squid Lord might be part of Lanty in that way, if that's going to be. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know the, the picture I'm looking at. It, if it's the same one, the look on his face is like, did I put that knife in the right spot? I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, ah, the, with with the uh, the eyebrows downcast and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Ow. I think he's a little taller than I'd think uh, Aquaman would be, but casting doesn't bother me much. No, I don't mind his. I don't mind his look. The look of him. Um, he's got the right build. He's a. He's a. He's a. You know, buff guy, and it's. It's really the outfit and the, uh, the choice of hair. Because I mean, Aquaman. I mean, he is, he's. He's blonde. I mean, that's just what he is. You know. It, it, True. It's like. It's like the whole thing going on right now with James Bond. I'm not going to go into it because I think everybody's already heard it. The whole. You know. Google it, Bond. Okay, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. The, the I always Catholic. said I thought I thought Craig looks more like a villain than Bond, but that's besides the point. Yeah, we 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 won't go off on a tangent, but this guy, I mean, he's got a good look. He's got the good physique for it. The outfit is just that's strange. All I can figure is maybe that's just what he walks around with on land, and he I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, well, the, the <laughs> thing to remember the thing to remember about this this image is that. As far as I know, this may not be final. Yeah, it might not. This is what we've got there, but that doesn't mean this is this is what's going to be exactly in the movie. Yeah, it could be, or or maybe in the movie he just dumps it all and wears a speedo everywhere. Who knows? Well, I mean, well, first of all, I think you. you I won't complain. First of all, (laughs) I think everyone is being too judgmental. You don't know what the fashion sense in Atlantis is. I mean, come on now. 
I don't I mean, want to dis- I don't want to get any Atlantans upset. I'd be, I better be quiet. I mean, they might come and get me. I mean, if you wear silk or denim, I mean, it's hard to dry when you're underwater all the time. Come on now, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, never, like, like wearing metal, like wearing metal underwater makes sense. Oh yeah, completely logical. Well, who knows? Maybe he harvested <laughs> it off a submarine or something. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> no, I didn't see this. So, yeah, very interesting. When do, does anything that comic book characters do make sense? Yes. Well, I mean. The, the thing I don't like, and I'm I'm a traditionalist. I'm a purist, okay? I've never cared about Aquaman, so I don't care how he looks, to be honest. Because, I mean, otherwise he's a wimpy, blonde-haired character that talks to fish. Come here to yeah, you know what? me, right? I mean, come uh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not... A, I don't... He's, he does, definitely doesn't get, as, doesn't get as much love as uh, as uh, Batman or, or Superman do, so... But the, yeah, he, he rates pretty high on the lame scale for a lot of people. <laughs> The thing that bothers me is when they change the race of a character. Yeah, that, that, that's, that is strange when they do that. And I mean, another movie that's coming out, I think it's this year, is Fantastic Four. They're filming it right now. They're redoing the Fantastic Four movies. And the Human Torch is played by a black actor. Ah, yes. I the, that... the magically biracial uh, siblings, right? Well, I thought oh, that had been killed. I thought that movie had been killed. No, no. They, they, no, it's, the trailer oh, no. came out. Trailer came no, it's coming out. Okay. And uh, it, I mean, I can. It's logical how they're going to do it because it's going to look like. Uh, oh, and I, I can't remember the girl's name right now. The character. What's what's Invisible Girl? Well, oh, Sue. Sue. Sue Storm. Uh, Sue Storm will be adopted because Johnny Storm and his family are, are a black family and they adopt the white girl. And that's how it will be here. So, okay. I okay. Mean, I mean, it, it fits, but still. I'm, I'm on, it, fits I'm, it, it, it fits only because somebody at, at, a, at a boardroom meeting said, we got to make sure we include everybody. So how can we do it? Well, that's exactly, well, that's exactly, that's exactly why they're doing it. That's exactly why they're doing it. Yeah. And our, our young lady, and I'm not looking at the chat room, so I don't know which one talked. I think it was Mandy. Yeah. Go ahead. It just makes me think that they're trying to disconnect Johnny Storm from Captain America because Captain America kind of played him. Yeah, I mean, originally. Chris Evans did play Johnny Storm the first time. And I mean, it's Michael Michael Jordan. The guy who was in uh, Chronicles is playing Johnny Storm. And I mean, Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan or J. Jordan or something like that. And he's a good actor. I have no problem with the actor. I'm just the type of person I don't like them changing characters. I didn't like them making Jimmy Olsen a female in Man of Steel. I mean, what are we going to have next in the new Spider-Man film? Are we going to have a female J. Jonah Jameson? Yeah, I mean, it, I, for me, well, for me personally, I, I think I don't care enough. I've reached a point where I don't care enough about the characters. About, I mean, I'm a comic book fan, but recently the comic books, the storylines that they've been, I've been so disappointing that I just don't care anymore. 
So I'm able to take the movies on their own without trying to link them to the comic book because I'm hoping the movies are going to be good. Now, let me ask you this, Kindar. Yep. And I, I just, it just slipped my mind. Oh, I can't believe that. Old age. <laughs> Old age. How do you like that? Can you well. accuse me of being... Well, you're just old. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. You're welcome. We love you, Rick. <laughs> well, whenever it comes back, don't, don't be afraid to ask me. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> I, I know I missed a show or two recently. Did you talk about the librarians? Uh, no, but I will say, and I think I know what you're going to go at. Do you want to go ahead and tell me what you're thinking? Because I'm, I'm sure I know what it is. Well, uh, we are getting a second season of the librarians. Yep. It has been confirmed, for which I'm really happy because I quite enjoyed cool. the show. And the way they... The way they ended it, I really thought we're not getting a second season. But yes, we are getting a second season. Cool. Yep, there's been, I've just lost the page, but there's been a 10 episodes confirmed. And hopefully Noah Wiley will be back as well for reoccurring character, because that's still my favorite character. So. Well, I mean, I hope so because you can't re. I mean, yeah. Well, if they if they if they write him off in a way that makes sense, but you can't really have the show without him in it. You know, he doesn't have to be there all the time, but he definitely has to pop in once in a while. Yep, and I, I knew that's what you were aiming at because I I saw it a couple of weeks back, and we didn't do a show that week or so. So. <laughs> Well, one other thing to talk about quickly then, since I do have it in the title, is we do have, I guess I do have to focus on the movie Focus. And I will say this, I went into this movie with trepidation. I really did not want to go see it. Uh, Most of Will Smith's movies have been turning me away of late. But I will say, went in and saw this, and I was... I was honestly surprised that it was much better than I thought. Will Smith plays a con man, and he teaches... uh, Oh, and I just forgot her name right now, too. uh, Margot... Margot Robber, or Robbie, who was in uh, The Wolf of Wall Street and some other movies recently. She is the female lead. He's teaching her to be a con man as well. And the first half of the movie is them doing some very interesting cons during during the New Orleans Super Bowl. Stuff like that, how to pickpocket. He actually has this huge operation running. They bring in $1.5 million over the weekend, actually. But the second half of the movie takes place a number of years later. Uh, the couple have broken up, and it's a major, major con going on over in... Uh, overseas somewhere in another city. I forgot the name of the city. I don't have my Wikipedia page up running right now. That's a problem. But it's one of those movies kind of like Now You See Me, where there was a lot of twists and turns that you didn't expect happening, happening in this film. And it kept you paying attention. It may not have been the greatest film, 
but it did keep my attention to the very end. So, with that there, on a scale of 1 to 10, I will give this movie a 7 out of 10. And, Not bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if, if you don't want to go see it when it's out right now, I'd recommend going to see a matinee of it. Go see the... In the, it reminded uh, me a lot of Ocean's Eleven. That's why I'm kind of iffy about it. Well, that that's actually what they said. They said if, if you combined Now You See Me and Ocean's Eleven together, that's what you have with this film. So, All right. And, I mean, some of the twists, especially at the very end, even had me shocked. And I mean, going to see movies as often as I do, it's not often really to shock me with the movie. And I didn't see that coming, the ending that I saw. So, well, one, one thing real quick, too, is they both made an appearance on uh, uh, Top Gear, the British uh, car show. Yeah, because... Uh, been... In fact, I'm going to have to look it up now just to... Yeah, my mind's just going blank today for some reason. Well, I know why. I don't have all my different screens that I normally have up and running. Uh, Bernal's <laughs> Iris was the second half yeah. of the film. And it, it involved him working and conning a motorsport team owner. So, of course, you saw the race cars and everything. And that's why uh, Margaret Robbie and Will Smith appeared on Top Gear because it involved cars for this. Right. So, and uh, the other the other major actor was uh, Gerald uh, McRaney, who was back in it, and a lot of people know him. I remember him most fondly as Major Dad from the TV series. So, but in my opinion, re- decent film. It's getting fairly. Uh, I believe it's getting pretty good reception. Mostly positive reviews out there. Uh, 56% rating on Rotten, Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. So That's not bad. Yep. yep. Yeah, 7.1 on 7.1 Internet Movie Database. It's pretty good, too. Yeah. So if you want to catch it at a cheap, cheap, uh, cheap, cheap, cheap seat. Can't speak. Boy, I'm losing it today, aren't I? <laughs> a cheap seat theater. Go see it. I probably would I'll not. I'll say it ten times, ten times fast now. Try it again. <laughs> ten times fast. Okay, give me about five minutes and I can do it once I get my audacity out of running and I loop myself. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's cheating. I never said that. Just I, make sure you're wearing your ring. I got the ring. That's the thing. The ring is I was on. just going to say maybe you didn't have the ring on. Well, if, if you've got the ring on, then it's a lost cause. Well, wait a minute. I, I, You know, I may not have charged it. That's the thing. Now, oh, well, there you go. So, hold on a second. Yeah, um, uh, in blackest day or brightest night, uh, watermelon, cantaloupe, yada, yada, a superstitious and cowardly lot, with liberty and justice for all. There we go. Now, much better. Much better. <laughs> well, that would explain that would explain why you can't say it. I mean, I'm sorry, but, but with with this creed, that creed can't be charging much. <laughs> well, it can charge it for the last five minutes. So, 
And for those that are wondering what ring I'm talking about, it is my tradition to always wear a Green Lantern power ring every time I do the show. So, got the ring on, and it's not giving me very much power, apparently. So, does anyone have any final comments out there? Mm, I'm drawing a blank, but that's okay. We will have a brief after show after the recording, so... Well, I would like to thank everyone for popping in. We did have Pamela. She dropped off. Mandy, welcome back, and I hope that you come back more often. Well, if they let me out of church early enough. <laughs> uh, well, no, no. You, here's how you... We're, we're, it, usually, we're usually in until like 9.30 or 9.45. <laughs> here's how you do it. You go up, you, talk, you have a private talk with the pastor, go in for some counseling, and say, you know, I'm on this radio show each week. You got to cut it short, Pastor. <laughs> this this week, you know, I love you to pieces, but I love Jesus more. <laughs> oh, the other thing, the other thing you could do is bring your cell phone. Well, yeah, I mean, you could do that. You but know, just... here, here's what you do: you next week you go talk to your pastor. Tell him I got the perfect Bible verse. I want you to preach on the shortest verse of the Bible: Jesus wept. And there you go. Yeah, my pastor could fill up like three hours on that verse. I I was going to say, I've done the same thing myself when I was preaching. (laughs) Someone actually, they did that. They told me, it was one of my youth group members. They said, you know, I've got something i got to do next week. Preach on Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. And just to spite him, I spoke for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) So... Pastors have a sense of humor, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's see. Kindar, do you have any final comments? No, I am all good. And Rick Wall, who stayed with us. I, I guess he, he didn't, uh, his little sleep meds didn't take him away, right? Old age. Nope. nope. LLP, everybody. Live long and prosper, everyone. Well, I do want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We will be back next week with another episode. Maybe I can grab that squid in so I can have him talk about Homeworld. He's probably off playing it right now, to be honest. So, in fact, I may have to pull him up just to see if we can spy on Squid to see what he's doing. We'll do that for the after show. But we will be back next week with another movie review because next week Chappie comes out. And I'm actually excited about Chappie. And if you've seen the previews, that's the one with with the robot, and they're going to decide if that robot needs to live or not. So, yeah, it does look interesting. Yeah. And it's by the same director who did uh, District 9. And uh, I, I always mangle his name, but Shalito uh, Coplin or whoever would the star of District 9, he's the one who's playing Chappie. He was Murdoch in the the uh, A-Team movie. That's why it's a huge actor really? for a mullet. Yeah, the guy from District 9, Charlito Coopley or Couplin, was Murdoch in the A-Team. I would never have guessed. And that is Chappie. But we'll talk check. We'll talk some video games. So 
we will be back a week from now and uh, talk there. So with that, it's time for her. Here is the lovely Megan. Time to drag her out. And she's back with our regular closing theme. Bye, everybody. Let's see what this baby can do. Thank you for joining us on The Media Outsiders. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on iTunes. Search for The Media Outsiders. Also, follow us on Twitter at Media Outsiders. Join us each Saturday and Sunday night at 9 p.m. Central. The talk shoe ID is 81865. This is the lovely Megan, and we will see you next time. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.